Hey, welcome back to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first let's hear from our Wednesday Wisdom sponsors. We want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive for their support of the podcast. Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards not only raise money for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your athletes. We had a Sideline Interactive indoor scoring table in our gym, and it is just fantastic. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. See exactly what these fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of in, interactive touchscreen consoles and an entire library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also call them at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms for their support. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration, but Final Forms is more than just forms. Final Forms is a team. It's technology. And they provide schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. And they have reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that come with athletics. Final Forms can also help with team communication and attendance and even certification management for coaches. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes to take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you and your program. Go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Gipper is the way that athletic directors, coaches, and schools are creating world-class marketing content. Go to gipper.com and start creating custom branded content for your school social media channels in seconds on any device and without needing any design experience. It's so easy, even I can do it. Once again, go to gipper.com and start creating world-class marketing content. We also want to thank Hometown Ticketing for their support. Hometown Ticketing is the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Hometown Ticketing provides thousands of schools and organizations across the country, helps them seamlessly provide digital ticketing options to their communities, families, and fans. To find out more about how Hometown Ticketing can help you and your program, go to hometownticketing.com and talk to their professionals. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 200,000 teams 
use Huddle to help their teams play better using video and analytics. Huddle is the complete performance platform. They've got online tools, they have smart cameras, they've always had analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth teams all the way through high school and college programs. And even the pros use Huddle to help their athletes play at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit them. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to Huddle.com and talk to their experts. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. We also want to thank our newest sponsor, Snap Raise. Better fundraising makes better programs, and you need to depart from the fundraising headaches of the past. Uh, no more selling products or managements of lists or inventories. Go to snapraise.com and see how they can help you. Um, choosing the best fundraiser for you and your group is important, and you need to look at what SnapRaise Snap provides for you. It's easy and effective, safe and secure, and you can track participation and progress. Once again, go to snapraise.com, check out their testimonials, see the schools that they have helped raise thousands of dollars for their teams and their programs. It's just incredible. Change your fundraising game plan and start your fundraiser today. Go to snapraise.com. Tell them you heard about it on the podcast. And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment of our regular interviews. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student-athletes that really love your program, and it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack at athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials, and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Go to athleticsurveys.com and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Wednesday Wisdom on the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, we're back with a good friend, Jen Cease. Uh, this is her third time on Wednesday Wisdom. She's also a podcast guest. Jen's the founder of Mind to Define. It's a mental performance coaching platform. She does one-on-one -on -one work. She works with teams and organizations and always has a great uh, topic to share. So uh, Jen, welcome back to Wednesday Wisdom. Great to be here. It's been a bit. Well, I've been um, following you uh, again in the platform on Facebook. I know you've been very busy with you know teams and trainings and things like that, but uh, what do you got for us this week? So great. That's actually, I figured I'd read with something. I'd go with something that has popped up, you know, when something pops up over and over again, it's like, you know, 
probably should go with that. Great. I got my topic. So it, and I'll lead with these quotes and you'll, I get better. It'll tip it off to what it is. So the two quotes that I really love, I went ahead and looked stuff up. I'm a sucker for quotes. I'm also a sucker for a good rhyme is uh, one of them by Lily Tomlin, um, who said, I always wanted to be somebody, but now I realize I should have been more specific um, and Zig Ziglar, who, you know, is very popular around people know him, don't become a wandering generality, be a meaningful specific. So you can probably guess that I'm going to talk about specificity or being specific, um, especially when it comes to feedback and performance. And this can go, it doesn't really matter what kind of performance it is, right? So anytime you're, or anything, job interviews, job uh, reviews, uh, sports performances, um, school performance, any kind of performance where we're looking for feedback and or assessing ourselves. So whether we're getting that feedback from somebody else or we're giving that feedback to ourselves, which happens pretty naturally, um, and wanted to talk about kind of the importance of that. So when I when I I think about the way I defined my business, mind to define, which you know, again sucker for a good rhyme, but the reason I think I finally honed in on what that was is because the important, it's really important to define our own experiences. When you just even look on a field, right? One person's success is another person's failure. Um, the definition of somebody who, you know, uh, sometimes when it comes to just getting a batter to swing at a swing at a pitch is a success where a more, maybe a better batter wants to swing at a better pitch, right? So, you know, definition of success or however you want to define the experience you had is really, really important. In order to do a good job of that, we really have to be specific. So specific, specific, specific. Um, when I do coaching, and actually in these last couple of weeks, traveling to California with my daughter who played and then getting to coach a couple teams there for the Girls Academy um, soccer playoffs. And then they wound up here in St. Louis uh, last weekend, which was pretty awesome to host that. And them to uh, both teams that I coached finished third in the nation. So happy about that steps up for, for them. Um, that, you know, some of the things I would hear constantly, either from coaches to players, parents, to players, players, to me and their coaching sessions, which means they're saying it to themselves were things that probably sound familiar to people on this podcast, things like do better, work harder, keep trying, be more aggressive. You know, you can insert probably a lot more things and, and I'm guilty. I I've said them to myself and to players, um, and to my kids, and what I wanted to break down first was I think that to kind of differentiate, I think everybody has a general understanding, there it is, general understanding of, of what that is, but you know, specific specificity is direct opposite is generalization. And I tell people that you know, if in my team trainings, I usually do three one and a half hour sessions to try to really dig deep into some topics with teams. Um, and I'll be actually working on one uh, coming up here in August with a South Carolina college team. So excited about that. But one of the things that I said, listen, if you could only give me one slide, you said all of all this, all we got time for one slide. I'd pull up probably my ugliest looking slide because I got to get a better graphic. But it's got two topics on there, and I've mentioned one before in podcasts. It's self-talk, right? And usually when I'm talking to players, it's not because self-talk is good, but the trickier part is when it, it's generalized. So it's, it's negative self-talk and it's generalized negative self-talk. So, right. So instead of just saying something specific was wrong with my game, it's, I suck. I had a terrible tournament. I had a bad game. I'm not a good player, which of course, one, isn't true. There's usually never a hundred percent truth in that. And two, right we have no power with that. 
So the players that know me well know that as soon as something comes, they start grinning on our, our Zooms. As soon as they, they can see me tilt my head, as soon as they say something general and they know it's going to be like, okay, so you had a bad game. What does that mean? What does that look like? Um, so to go back real quick to the definitions, you know, generalizing is implicit, right? We're implying, we, we are, we're looking at specifics and we imply a broad statement. We go high level with it. And we do this naturally as human beings. So people are like, why do we do this in our feedback to people? Because it's easy, because that's what our brain naturally does. It chunkifies and it tries to make sense of all these details and put it together in one thing. Um, the very definition of generalizing something, some of the keywords that came out were being vague, indefinite, general, common. And again, this can be helpful sometimes, but when it comes to feedback, it's usually the wrong way to go because it doesn't really help, even if it's true. Even if I did have a bad game, that, that will not help me figure out why and what to do next. So the power really comes in, uh, is, is the devil's in the details, right? Well, I argue that, that the power is actually in the details and that's being very specific. So generalizing's direct opposite is being explicit in a good way, right? And identifying clearly, uh, defining definitely precise detail, the particulars, right? People say that to distinguish uh, when we find the, we find the uniqueness, what was special about that, whether it was good, whether it was not so good, but what was specific about that? And we draw our attention to it and we draw our players' attention to it or our employees or however that, whoever we're giving that to. Mm -hmm. And a few specific examples that came, and I've had it, I mean, over the last year of doing this, but some specific examples came from, and again, these are all soccer, but I have them from other sports, but they, they were just this weekend. So I feel like I need to go with them. One player told me after not getting a whole lot of playing time in game one, which does kind of happen. And when we get to finals, um, you get to this level of play. Um, it's really not so different than what many of us went through, except it's happening at younger ages. But when they're not getting, you know, that time that they expected and we talked and she said, you know, I, well, I guess I'll just need to work harder and be more aggressive. And I tilted my head and grinned. And I said, what does that mean? And she sighed with some frustration and she's like, oh. I said, well, let me give you, does it mean pulling shirts? I mean, I'm not advocating for us to, to go foul like that, but we can, you know, does it mean more 50, 50 tackles? Does it mean you're first of the ball? Does it mean you're going to, you know, be stronger up top here, you know, with your shoulders when you protect your space? Like, what does that, what does that mean? Are you going to sprint more? Are you going to stay at a constant jog so you're never walking. What does that look like? And so we finally kind of came down for, for her, she wanted to be first to the ball. And that's actionable, right? I can't, we can't act and she can't act on working harder and aggressive. It sounds really good, right? We say that to our teams, but it doesn't help her focus on an action that she can apply the next game. Another couple, I had a, a wing back who, um, really likes what the other wing back does, which is make, she makes a lot of runs down the side. So she'll overlap her, her wing, wing midfielder and make some runs into the offense. And she's like, I, I want to be more, I want to be more offensive. And I said, wonderful. What does that mean? <laughs> she said, we finally dug down to, she's afraid to, to flip the switch and right, go make that run because that puts her at risk for being beaten in the back. And we figured on like, where would you feel good about doing that? What does that look like? Um, and last but not least, uh, which I thought was the best because it really relates to mindset was a, um, a, a girl who um, wanted said, you know, I'm, I need to work on my first touch. 
which for in soccer terms for, for people and maybe some other sports are like that too, you know, it's when you're receiving the ball, right? That first touch needs to be close, not, you know, bricked 10 feet off of you. Right. So it goes to another player. And I, and I said, finally, when we got down to it, it actually came down to the fact it wasn't her first touch that was bad. Her first touch was off when she wasn't ready for it. And then why wasn't she ready for it? Well, sometimes when the play is like all on the other side of the field, my, I think my, my mind wanders a little bit. And she's not lazy. Your mind wanders a little bit. We get that. So that's actionable. We can come up with some things. So they know that they're never going to get away with generalities <laughs> when they work with me, even if they're true, even on the good side. If I had a good game, I'd really like to know what that looks like. What did you do? So you can repeat it. And then um, when I, when sometimes they're reluctant with me, they will, I'll say, okay, give yourself game feedback, like in the third person, like you're talking to a her, like, tell me what her, she should be doing. And sometimes that's a good way to um, help, help them do that. And I was wondering what, how that hit you today on specificity, especially with your, your experience as an AD. Well, in listening to you, and, and this might be just a captain obvious uh, comment, but it, it seems like using the specifics is is much more solution oriented. Um, you know, whereas you know, I had a bad game. Uh, well, what components? You know, the, getting them to look at all those things that you talked about. Is that a fair statement? <laughs> yeah, it's very fair. And then, you know, if, if you remember from coaching days, I'm sure I do too, is what typically follows, right? So it usually is a very defeatist approach, right? It's very victim. And the feelings are real. Like, I, I don't mind if they sit in that for a little bit. Um, and then as, you know, I find even, even now as a parent, you know, I don't necessarily ask them to give me details first. I want to fix the feeling. So it's right. don't feel that way. Be confident. So again, more generality but with mm -hmm. no indication of how and what is something that could be, you know, actionable that you could try to work on. Um, and sometimes I find too, it happens in, in coaching too. I'm certainly guilty of it. I'm certainly guilty of, we got to be more aggressive. I'm certainly guilty of saying we need to work harder. This, this team is outworking us and, and needing mm -hmm. to define what that looks like. Right. I mean, I'd like to think as I play back, you know, the many, you know, Jake-isms, uh, that I used during my <laughs> coach. I was football and track. So I, I, I think especially in track, I mean, it's, it's technique. Um, right. And so it, it is going to be laser specific on, you know, you need to, you know, you know, block with both arms or you need to, you know, do something to, to jump higher, run faster, et cetera. Football wise, I want to say that it was much similar because as an athletic director, when I'm no longer coaching and maybe inside of me, I still want to be out there coaching. Um, I would hear a coach. And fortunately, it was usually someone on the other team. They would say something like, you know, come on, you got to block or come on, you got to tackle. Well, no kidding. Okay, <laughs> uh, It's your job, right. coach, to teach them how to do that. So, right. you know, hey, you, know, you got to punch, you got to make contact, you got to keep those feet driving, um, you know, give them some tools to go back into, you know, battle, if you will, uh, right. and, and be successful. And this was er during the game. Uh, you know, forget about, you know, after the game and downloading and yeah. doing the things that you uh, specialize in that are so very important. So yeah. again, let's it, let go ahead. Yeah. No, you go, you go, you finish that. I, I was going to say, let's jump ahead to that, um, you know, million dollar question, or since it's high school, hundred dollar question um, for that cynical athletic director and cynical coach that's listening to this, you know, how do we get them to 
um, move in that right direction to incorporate, you know, this very important part of success. We've said it before that I don't think anybody's going to deny the importance that, you know, positive mental outlook and these types of exercises sure. can have on performance, but it's convincing them to spend practice time to do it. So, you know, right. how do we make that jump? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, the, the, I think the, that's actually a perfect segue, Jake, because I think the important thing is to draw it out. It's not, it's not a, it's not a fluffy thing. That's nice to have, right. There was old long, long, long time ago. They say long, long time ago, being 48 years old, you know, we didn't spend as much time stretching, right. It was about muscle strength and whatever. Now we know that we do spend time both before, during dynamic warmups, dynamic cool downs, because we know that stretchy muscles are also stronger muscles and less likely to get hurt. So when it really comes down to it is that when we look at specificity, being specific, that, that even though it's a little bit harder to do, and yeah, I mean, I do too. I, I grit my, I'm doing it right now. Like I'm, you know, balling up my fist and be like, come on, we got to win more. Right. I get that, but that, that won't produce results. So for, for athletic directors, right. And coaches who, you know, it does matter. We're looking also at results development too, and results. Uh, we know at the end of the day, we're looking, do we have a winning season or a losing season? I get that. Um, but we know we see it everywhere. We see the importance of being specific in things like I made a list, um, smart goals, right? People, what's a, when you can't hear about making goals without smart goals. And the very first thing of smart is being specific. Um, you can find it in, in papers and stuff on feedback, communication, both written and the spoken word of how you can be more specific job interviews. Um, gosh, any article you look up at advice on how people can be quote successful, being specific is always in there. Um, target audiences, right? So even as a coach, right. And I make this business, it's very, it was important for me to get pretty specific on who I wanted to help. Right. Um, and it, because it's a skill. And so I think being specific is a skill. One players can learn, um, coaches can learn, athletic directors can learn, and and parents, and parents really too. Um, there's a gentleman by the name of Josh Spector. I'm pulling my paper up because I wrote his quote in 2019, had an article on the internet I found, and I really love the way he put it. He put, the more specific you are with something, the more likely it is to be unique, which makes it more likely to be noticed, which makes it more likely to succeed. So I love how he's like, you know, it's specific, makes it unique, gets it noticed, and then you can succeed. And I was like, man, if there is not a definition for how to be, you know, why being specific is important when it's related to everything. And some of the methods that I found, um, things that they're, they're pretty intuitive, Jake, you probably know what they are too, but, you know, right, feed, uh, not only specific feedback and, and working with playables would be timely, right? And I really like to use um, old journalism um, the very first thing you learn in, in my journalistic degree was, you know, who, what, when, where, why, and how, right? So I think about that a lot when my players are like, you know, we talk about the who, right? It's usually them, but what do they need to do? When do they need to do it? Where do they need to do it? Why do they need to do it? And how do you go about doing that, right? And so they it gets them to really think. And what I find, it pulls them a bit out of the victim mode, right? Where it's just, it's, it's a woe is me for a good reason. They just don't know. And that's really overwhelming. Um, using concrete, specific language. I love when coaches and parents and even players themselves use examples. Analogies are another good one. Um, focusing on the process and the behavior, right? Not the person, right? We're not going to focus on character, although there is a time sometimes when that those are issues, but 
process and behavior can be actionable, goal-oriented, being realistic yet balanced, right? As balanced as you can, um, having ownership of that feedback and that specificity, right? Having ownership on to yourself and accountability with whoever's giving you that feedback. So as the giver and as the receiver of feedback, and, you know, offer support and be future focused with that on how we can do that. I think the giving and the asking for feedback, critique, however you want to call that, they, they have the same responsibilities because I see it right with parents. They give and ask for feedback. Coaches give and ask for feedback. And players should not only ask for feedback, but give feedback as well. And that there's an accountability, creating an accountability culture of being specific. So if I have, as a coach, right, have said something to you as a player that makes no sense, I don't know that unless you tell me. <laughs> and a, an example I had with a player was she had her coach gave a great example. I thought it was great of her wanting the player to be more internally motivated rather than externally motivated, right? So rather than because certain people are at your game and now I know you're going to play hard, I want to know that you're going to play hard all the time. And for some reason, uh, this just didn't click with the player. She just didn't get it. So we went through a few more analogies and examples of, you know, and I'd asked her, I said, do you know what that means? And she said, no. And I said, did you ask your coach? And she said, no. And I said, well, then how can she know that you're going to, so to her, you're going to look like you're just not actioning. You're not going to take action on this when in essence, you don't really understand. And that's on you to be able to say, can you give me another example? Can you show me what this looks like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? Whatever that might be. And then also, you know, on the coach's part, and probably also with any of us, clarifying understanding, right? Being sure that it was just apparent on the Zoom call that when she knitted her brows together and was telling me about this feedback, I was like, do you know what she's talking about? She said, no. <laughs> and that I think that that, that hits us all. Oh, without question, um, in our cataloging of uh, toolbox tools, that's a response that comes up very frequently is for athletic directors, it's okay to say, I don't know, and but I'm going to find out. And, yeah. and so it, it happens at all levels. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think too, some of the best places um, I try to get, uh, especially I work right mostly with athletes. Every once in a while, I do have a parent conversation or a coach conversation if they, if they ask me. Um, I try to encourage them. I'm at my best. I'm at my worst when I judge, whether it's me or another person, but at my best when I could get myself to approach a place with curiosity. So if I'm curious as to, instead of being like, oh man, I just never win the ball, right? Rather to be like, well, why am I not winning the ball? Is she beating me there? Is, is my first step off in my, you know, in my player's cage and my, is my attention drifting a little bit? Um, maybe it is a physical thing. Maybe that person's faster than me could be, but there could be a lot of reasons. And if I'm curious about it, rather than judgmental about it, even with myself, then I think that we can get more actionable and then help people do what we do want to do, right? As coaches, we want them to be successful. We want them to get to where they want to be. Uh, you're obviously, you're a professional in this area. So stick with me on this. Okay. You just talked about the importance of being curious and not judgmental. Is that term, um, has that been around for a while? Because, you know, you just quoted Ted Lasso. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay. 
that, that's you know one of that's one of his catchphrases. So, and so, it's it, and it's very good. But no, did he fantastic. get that, or did we no, get that from him? Well, okay. So I'll I'll come clean. I haven't. Okay, I feel ashamed that I haven't watched them all because my my husband has, and I just haven't gotten to it yet. And I'm totally going to do it. Yeah. I've caught a glimpse of it. I don't think I've seen that one, but I did see it on a Twitter post. Yeah. So some coach, you know, a mental yeah. performance coach that I follow kind of posted it. And then I actually responded and said something about being curious, not judgmental. And then another person followed up with the Ted Lasso meme. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that was, that just happened this week. So it's so funny that you brought that up. <laughs> uh, I, I watched it a uh, couple episodes on the plane coming back, but yeah, it's yeah, great, yeah. great show uh, for coaches, ADs, for parents, everybody. Okay. And one of the things that I, the last thing I'll come at, one of the, when I kind of was like, you know, coming up with a program, I know it's time to wrap it up, is that what's really important about def definition, right, is being specific, right? The, the dictionary wasn't made to be general. It was made to be very um, excruciatingly specific, right? And, and although sometimes that's a problem, when, when we can define it, when we can be very specific, I tell the players, we can then know it, name it, own it, and change it. Right. If you know what it is and you can name what it is, that it is your challenge, right? And you own it. That's really important too. Because if we don't take ownership for that and it's somebody else's problem, we'll never do it. But then we can change it. So if we can know it, we can name it, we can own it, and then we can change it. And I think that all has to do with being really, really specific sometimes. No, absolutely. Okay. Let's go and finish with this. Yes. Uh, for our listeners, we've been visiting today with Jen Cease from Mind to Define you know, athlete, coach, mental performance professional. Jen, how can one of our listeners get in touch with you, find out more about the program, and more importantly, sign up and uh, maybe do a Zoom with you? Absolutely. Um, I'm e Email's easy because it's just Jen 1N. I, I didn't know I had to do Jen 1N, so there's sometimes Jen 2N. Jen 1N at mindedefined.com. And then I have a website up as well as active on the social. So I'm on... Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I, uh, I've been told that TikTok might be a place to go. I'm just not sure if I'm ready to dabble in that yet. <laughs> um, I'm not that brave. <laughs> uh, I'm with you on um, LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook. Uh, we have an athletic director in Florida um, who is the, uh, she's a gal. So she's the queen of TikTok. She does great, great stuff. Oh, I'm going to have to, you're going to have to tell me who that is. So I, I, I will can get you hooked up with her. She is great. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Jen C's Minded Fine, thanks so much for being with us. All the best uh, moving forward. Thank you. For our listeners, we appreciate you tuning in today. Um, we do this every week, Wednesday Wisdom, as part of the Educational AD Podcast. The Zoom recordings of these interviews also get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. Once again, we appreciate you listening today. Come back again next time for another episode of Wednesday Wisdom and just about every day on the Educational AD Podcast. Talk to you later. We want to say thanks to all of our sponsors that make the podcast and Wednesday Wisdom possible. Uh, let's start with Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. Uh, our state or association, the FIAAA, has a Vital Signs Wall of Fame console for our organization's Hall of Fame, and it's just fantastic. Um, you need to talk to the crew at uh, Vital Signs Wall of Fame. They can create a custom template for your school, for your organization. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. I also want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Uh, their surveys allow you to collect data that can help you make your program better. 
As an athletic director at a private school, we use surveys all the time for our coaches, our teachers, even our parents and students. And most of the time, they overwhelmingly come back positive, but they can also help you um, address, if needed, uh, an issue with a program, a coach, or a parent. Maybe that parent just needs a little massage. So um, try Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. That's athleticsurveys.com. Also want to thank Hometown Ticketing. Uh, I've said before, I never got a chance to use Hometown Ticketing as I retired, just as they were coming into vogue. But I have spoken to hundreds of athletic directors around the country, and they all say that Hometown Ticketing is fantastic. The platform, the customer service. Go to hometownticketing.com for more information. Also want to say thanks to Gipper. Uh, again, I didn't get to use Gipper uh, as I was retiring, but uh, it, athletic directors from around the country swear by it. And we actually use it for the podcast. It's part of our podcast uh, background. As you can see, that's a Gipper template. Uh, we also use Gipper to announce our podcast episodes. So uh, check out Gipper.com and create world-class marketing content. Um, Final Forms is a platform we have used. Our state association uses Final Forms to uh, plan and conduct our state conference every year as far as you know registering for workshops for LTIs for payments you name it you need to talk to the crew uh, Clay and Julie at Final Forms that's finalforms.com forward slash Jake uh, and find out exactly what Final Forms can do for you and your school um, we'll say thank you to Huddle as a football coach I used Huddle for years as an athletic director we were a Huddle school and our coaches just loved it. They loved the smart cameras. They loved the analytics. Uh, tremendously versatile tool. And once again, great customer service. Go to huddle.com for more information. Also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive, um, indoor scoring tables and video boards. Our school was one of the first in Florida to have one of the Sideline Interactive indoor scoring tables. And it was just tremendous. We used it for home games but we also used it for pep rallies. We used it for signing ceremonies. Uh, again, a great tool, but the customer service was also off the charts. Sidelineinteractive.com, check them out. And finally, we're gonna say thanks to our newest sponsor, Snap Raise. Uh, I had coaches at my school use Snap Raise. Um, now that I'm retired, I found out even more about it. It's easy to use, it's safe, uh, as an athletic director, you don't have to worry about it. They take care of everything, but you can also monitor how the fundraising is going. Uh, snapraise.com. Check them out for your fundraising needs. Once again, we want to thank everyone for listening to Wednesday Wisdom and the Educational Lady Podcast. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.